David Sparks and Jason Snell spent their careers working for the establishment. Then one day, they'd had enough. Now, they are independent workers, learning what it takes to succeed in the 21st century. They are free agents. Welcome back to Free Agents, a podcast about being an independent worker in the digital age. I'm Jason Snell, and I'm joined as always by my fellow host, Mr. David Sparks. Hello, Jason. Hi, David. Good to be back. It is. And uh, we have an interesting topic today. Agility. Yeah, we were going to do something else, but, you know, something came up, so we moved fast and we changed topics. We don't mess around here at the Free Agents headquarters. Sometimes you got to you gotta move. Sometimes, you know, you got to make decisions and, and uh, be willing to change things up. A lot of shucking and jiving. It happens. You know, the world, you, sometimes you get surprised. Sometimes things change. You got to be uh, flexible. Yeah, I think that's really one of the best things about being a free agent is... The ability to shift quickly. It's, you know, anybody who's worked in a company, even a small company, knows that often companies turn like battleships. It just takes forever to get change. I remember at my old firm at one point, I went on a mission to get Times Roman off of the pleadings that we were filing in court, you know, a font that just drove me crazy. <laughs> and I took a year and it, ultimately I lost that battle. <laughs> you know? Oh. Uh, yeah, it's it's true. There are lots of reasons why uh, businesses, especially you know large organizations, have processes designed to keep things running. And part of that is to reject change. That's just that's part of the. It's a little bit like how um, cancer is a byproduct of the process of cell division that allows us to be functional multicellular organisms it's a little bit like that or about how a uh, disease that in, uh, that attacks the um your uh, your immune system uh yeah. where where the thing that keeps you alive also can can do you harm this is the immune system of uh of businesses and other like large human endeavors it is the immune system it doesn't want to change it wants to keep things on track and you know we're like that as people we want to get in a groove even if it becomes a rut because it's it's convenient to do that because you get to uh you 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 know you you push out the new in order to keep doing what you're doing um and it's a problem like this is why we have bureaucracies this is why this is why you get frustrated and decide you want to go out on your own is because of things like this and that like i said though you as a free agent you remove all of that. And if you're wise and smart about it, uh, you can pivot your business so much faster than even a small business that's competing with you. Yep. And and this is one of the reasons why you may be able to continue your existence as a free agent if you acknowledge and embrace that. And that's the that's the that's our goal today. By the time you finish this episode to embrace agility because uh, if you don't use it, you're being foolish. Yep, that's right. This is a this is a fundamental advantage of being on your own is that if you're open and receptive and watching and can move and change based on the needs. I mean, that that really is not only is that how you survive, I think, as a free agent is being kind of open to change and aware of what your opportunities are. But it is your great advantage as well. So we so we made a list of a couple different ways agility shows up. And and I really like the first way we pick the first way you can show your agility is by quitting projects. How do you like that? Let's just start right there. Yeah, that's that's uh, getting 
you know, being able to say, I'm not going to, I, I'm not going to do this or I've got this opportunity. And so I'm going to let this other thing go. That's definitely a part of it is being able to say, I'm going to, I have, I have something that I want to do and I'm going to, I'm going to make a change. Like the, a, a useful, relatively recent example is that I, I spent about nine months talking to, uh, Mike and Steven, who run Relay FM, which is the network that this podcast is on, about doing a new podcast with them. And it was um, a, a a group effort where we were talking about what is what does Relay need and what's the kind of show that that the that we should have for a bunch of different reasons. And I thought that might be something I want to do. And very quickly, I mean, like literally in the first few days that we were talking about it, I realized that if I was going to take on this extra work for a lot of different reasons, I would need to cut something else out that I couldn't, I couldn't do this new project and keep doing one of my existing projects that the, the natural response would be just add on to add another one on just keep on adding and i looked at my bandwidth and the ability to you know fill my week with with work and and have any time you know any time left and i very rapidly said okay i'm gonna need to stop doing something else in order to do this new project and so a few weeks back um, we launched that project as a podcast called Download, and the next week I announced on Clockwise, a podcast that I've been hosting for several years with Dan Morin, that I was going to step away as the co-host of Clockwise. And that was from day one of the, or day two maybe, of the discussions of the thing that would come to be the Download podcast, that was the that was my choice. That was the plan, was I'll do this thing, but I'm going to have to dump this other thing because I can't do them both. I just can't. And I felt I wanted the challenge and that it was an exciting project to work on. And it, but it meant that I needed to make that, make that change and leave the other thing behind. Yeah, I am. When we first started the show, I went through this with the idea of litigation being, I was a trial lawyer for much of my career. And it it occurred to me as I was working on my own and being this free agent that I was increasingly ill-equipped to handle large litigation. I didn't have anybody backing me up. I uh, I have an increasing number of small and medium-sized companies I represent that need me, uh, oftentimes with little warning. And just everything about my business had evolved to a point where getting into long trials was going to end up costing me more money or at least costing me more in terms of my relationships with my clients than it was going to give me. But the problem was for lawyers, you know, litigation is a bonfire of hundred dollar bills. It's it's the most lucrative by far uh, area of law I've ever practiced. Where you might know, do the corporate stuff and the contracts, and that's great, and I make good money, but it's not it's not the same. And um, so I had to like really think about that in terms of agility and what do I do. And I ended up when we started the show, I explained that one of the reasons I did this show was because it was so interesting to me going through that thought process of saying, what if I gave up the most lucrative part of my business? What would that do for me? And uh, I can report back on that. It's been a year and um, it's been great. I feel like the stuff that I'm still doing is stuff that I'm best at. And the stuff that I'm not doing is stuff that I wasn't really equipped for. I did not make as much money last year. I actually lost money as a result. And it's not that I'm starving. I just didn't make quite as much as I would have if I'd done the other thing. But I think um, in terms of 
the general direction and the way this business is running, I think it's right on track and I'm completely fine with uh, losing a little money to get things a little bit more under control. Individual, whether it's making a, a big decision like giving up a project or whether it's just the, I think, day by day steering that you do with your business of, oh, this is happening. I'm going to do a little more of this. I'm going to do a little less of this, which you may not even notice it happening. But that is that these are both examples of being open to this. And uh, certainly working at a big corp- media corporation, right? I, I witnessed firsthand that. Um, I was just talking to somebody on Twitter about this, about uh, somebody else's big media business. Now that I'm not in it anymore, but I can see it. I, I can see how they're behaving. And it, it's the same thing of like, I thought podcasting was going to be really interesting. And I couldn't get my media company to pay the slightest attention yeah. to it. And part of that is the scale, right? They had built an entire business around uh, ad sales and for the web basically print magazines and then for the web and podcasts were were small so it was never going to be a good incentive for the salespeople. and even if you could make the argument that eventually it could be a major business uh for them a profit center for them they were focused on other things and it was one of those that, that for me a little bit like when the web was starting to take off and I, I kept trying to tell the magazine publishers, no, 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 the web is important. You need to do the web. And they were just not there. They weren't focused on it. Podcasting was definitely like that for me, where I thought this, there is something here. And the fact is, could half of my company's budget have been paid for by podcasting in a couple of years? Probably not. But I've reached the point where roughly half of my revenue, my income comes from podcasting now and that is dramatic so uh i i I guess that goes back to sometimes being a small business or a single person not only not only uh is it it gives you more agility but it also lets you take advantage of opportunities that a bigger player might um not not that they don't even acknowledge it as an opportunity but it's not big enough for them to go after but it's big enough for you to go after. So there's, you know, it's not just the agility, but it's also the the ability to uh, to value something that would be beneath the notice of a, a larger competitor. Yeah, but it's also, I think agility falls into that mix because like you as a small businessman were able to dip your toe, get it started. And then as it was more successful to dive in, I mean, this new show you're doing is a, I mean, it's a it's a great show and it's it's a lot of work and it's going to be super successful. And that doesn't start. You don't start with that show. You know, that's true. Download isn't the beginning point for you. It it takes a series of steps to get there. And and only because you're able to to turn into this this podcasting thing, we're able to get to where you're at now. But it's also part of a process that includes asking that question about what else could we do? Where are the opportunities? And and, yeah. and that that is the that is part of the agility story is being able to not just say, okay, I've got a, a set of things that I do. This is the way it's going to be forever. But to say what what is where are their opportunities what's the next step could we could could we do something else uh, is is the market going in a certain way is the you know the 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 work that we're getting uh, following a certain trend and being able to follow that and so for something like download it was definitely a conversation about where should we go next and what would be what would be something here and then and then uh, and then making it happen instead of just sort of being comfortable to sit back 
with what currently exists, which, as you and I have both said on this podcast before, is vitally important if you're going to be a free agent because you're going to have work that falls apart, that over time, it just the, the, the money drops off and then it goes away. And that's why you always need to be looking for that new thing that's on its way up so that you can keep kind of replenishing. And, um, and, then, and that's how change happens, not in like moment by moment, but just over time, this, thing, this thing's going down, this thing's riding high, and this other thing is coming up. Yeah, and, and, but I thought it, I think it's a great takeaway point though that an, a manifestation of agility is quitting projects and business lines, and yeah. it, it absolutely is. And if yeah. you're a free agent, you should regularly be asking yourself, "Does this thing still earn its keep in my life?" And even if it earned its keep really well two years ago. Um, well, yeah. and so much of agility is is being able <laughs> the the I'm going to pile on the metaphors here, but it's the ability to take on something new when you recognize that it's something you need to new need to do. In other words, agility is being able to jump at an opportunity, and if you're weighed down by a bunch of other stuff that you might be able to uh, unencumber yourself with over time, like you're not able to jump right. So on yeah. one level, you want to have enough agility, enough room in your workload, I think, so that you have the ability to jump at a chance that's a great opportunity and not let it pass you by. And in a big company, and one of the big hangups is there's a bunch of people that owe their entire existence to whatever is happening now. And if you suddenly change business models, give up on things, uh, you are going to have some people that are going to be out of jobs and other people who are going to have their expertise diminished. And, and that's the reason why Kodak, you know, <laughs> was once a very big company and ultimately was not. Yeah. And I think that uh, as, a, as an independent worker, as a small company, you have the ability to, to capitalize on that, but you got to be smart about it and be willing to do it. Also, as an individual in a large company, even the ones that do adapt, what they do is they adapt in divisions, they adapt in groups. So your group will be focused on this thing that's going down and then you'll get laid off. And you could you could literally work in the same group for 20 years and it's the little group that's coming up and then it's the group that's riding high and then it's the group that's fading away and then you're out of a job. And the company yeah. may be motoring on, right? Because they've had other groups that have been going in and they keep finding new business and all of that. But you just sort of stayed still in the middle of that. As a free agent, you can't afford to do that. As a free agent, I think you need to be aware of parts of your time and expertise um, are all of those things, because otherwise you risk, again, specializing to the point where there's only one thing you can do. And that's that's a, a little bit like having one client where if you lose them or two or two clients that are each half of your business, if you lose one of them, you are in big trouble. And uh, that's that's it's just dangerous to be to put all of your money on one client or one type of work and not try to be flexible and and uh, adapt. Well, you know, what? that's a good time to talk about our first sponsor at Sanebox. I think so. Yeah, because one of the things you want to do is avoid becoming a dinosaur and ignoring your email is a great way to become a dinosaur. <laughs> it's a great way to get yourself in trouble. Uh, Samebox is a service for your email that takes care of managing your email for you. And I don't mean, I mean this in the most general of terms. It's like having your own assistant. It goes through your email for you. It sorts it into the various boxes 
And one of my favorite features, I, I, I talk about this all the time because it's so valuable to me, is to open my inbox and just see the important email there. Uh, so the same box service does that for you. It takes a look around. It knows what you respond to, what you don't respond to. It, it's, it's, it's kind of scary how smart it is in terms of sorting your email for you. So you open your inbox, you just deal with that. Now, the stuff that's not so important gets put in other boxes that you can check less frequently. But you are on top of your email as you do this. It's a great service for that. Another thing they do is they allow you to follow up on emails. It's, it's very easy to send an email off to somebody. You've got the new idea. You know, you've got the, the pivot. You've got the great idea. You're sitting out to partners and vendors you want to work with. You want to make sure they get back with you. But it's hard to track that. It's easy with SaneBox. So with SaneBox, you just blind copy it to some increment of time at SaneBox.com. You say two weeks at SaneBox.com. And if they don't write you back in two weeks, SaneBox gives you a reminder and says, hey, you sent that important email, that person never responded. You should probably follow up. It's just a great way to do that. It just takes a second to do it. And it makes you look so smart to the people you work with because you're always on top of things, always following up. They got a thing called the same black hole. So if you get email from people that are wasting your time, you put it in the same black hole. And guess what? You just never see an email from that person again. It's amazing. And uh, it's something I don't use often, but when I use it, it brings me much gratification. That's that's just a few of the features you get with SaneBox. You also have the ability to, to defer email. So if something comes in, you want to push it out for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, you can do that. It disappears from your inbox and then shows up again after the designated amount of time. They keep bringing services in. they got like a vacation button now. You go on vacation. Um, it will hold your email while you're on vacation or it can direct it to your assistant for you. These guys are obsessed about making email a better experience. And if you become one of their subscribers, you get all that obsession applied to your email accounts. And they love free agents. They're, uh, they're fans of the show, and they all are also very supportive of folks like Jason and I and all of you listening who want to make a go of it. So they, they came in with a great discount. It's $20, per, $20 off on top of the usual two-week free trial. And to get that, you need to go to sanebox.com slash free agents. So that's S A N E B O X.com slash free agents, uh, up your email game. We've already heard from listeners who tried it and they love it. It's a great service. I've been a subscriber. I pay for it. I've had it for years. I love it. Uh, check it out. It can help you, uh, it can help you be agile. I need to try out same box. I, I, uh, you do. It's great. I, I, I need to do that. I know. I, you, I know we can get $20 off too. I know. And a free trial. It's a good idea. Yeah. So where were we with, we were just agile. We're, we're pivoting. Yeah. Well, we, we, we were, uh, I think we were beating the horse on quitting, but there's other reasons agility applies in your life. Um, I think one of them is business model changes. Yeah, Maybe like, that's a, like a, I mentioned, you know, I think, I feel like the idea of, uh, adjusting as you go, that, that things, things keep changing and it, you can't. You can't remain the same. You you just your business in general will change over time imperceptibly even. And you have to be open to those changes. Are you thinking about like particular shifts in business model that also you have to be um, agile about? Well, I'm thinking about it in two ways. The first is um, there is the big changes. And maybe that's kind of what we were talking about earlier, quitting one project or, or business line to pursue another. But I also think being independent allows you to do little experiments and I, I'm certainly guilty of this, of running experiments about how, like one of the things, one of my gripes with the legal profession is the way they, they charge money. Uh, they charge by the hour. 
Uh, in some ways, the worse you are at a job, the longer it takes, the more money you make, which I think is kind of ridiculous. So I'm always doing experiments about how can I do this in a way that's more of a flat fee where it's you pay me X and I deliver the goods. And I'm doing all these little experiments with with pricing models with clients to see what works and what doesn't. And in a big firm, that wouldn't be possible to say, right. hey, guys, with this client, we're going to run this experiment. <laughs> it, it just doesn't work. Yeah. No, that's a that's a really great point that that you have the ability to try things out. And it, in the end, it impacts you. Right. It just impacts you. Yeah. And, but and, it's on a small scale, even exactly. in my small scale, if, you know, if that makes sense. Right. And the ones that work, I have the agility to expand and several of the ways I charge clients started out as an experiment that are now applied across the board. And my both my broom pressure and my executive president all agree on on the change. <laughs> yeah, no, and, that's a great uh, point. Like you, I know you've made like little changes about several of the ways you do like the independent writing for for magazine publications, and that model for you has changed quite a bit since you started. Yeah, it's it. You know, a lot of it. I, I I took some freelance work that was hourly, and I thought that was an interesting idea. And then I decided that it was a bad idea. And then I've I've gotten a sense of sort of like what kind of articles are worth what what kind of of, of money, and that changes my uh, when I say yes and when I say no. And then on the uh, on the uh, the six colors in terms of what I'm writing. Um, one of the big changes there, and it's also true with the incomparable actually for some of my podcasting is I experimented with memberships where there's direct support. And the fact is that the direct support thing has been a big deal. And in fact, that's a business model that in the end may be more fruitful than the classic, um, put things up for free and get advertising model. Uh, I think it's, I think it's entirely possible that in the long run, my writing for myself will be focused more on people who are supporting me financially and that less of it is in the uh, public web free giveaway stuff, even though that has been sort of the, um, the way that the, that I've written up to now on the web. Um, it's entirely possible that as web advertising business models fall apart, and as it becomes much easier to communicate with people who are giving you money directly, that I may end up just leaning all the way into that and 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 having uh, a lot less that I give away for free and a lot more that I provide for people who pay me. And and that would be that's not a big like a strategic thing of like me saying, here's what I want to do. It's more just following the money and following where the where the people are. If the if the money's coming from people paying me for content that's exclusive and it's not coming so much from people who are paying me to advertise for free content, then I will logically just start adjusting my emphasis to the stuff where I'm getting paid. Right. Because, you know, it's very hard if you have to do a and B and you realize a pays you a small amount and B pays you a larger amount. It's very hard to focus on a much easier to focus on B because B is paying the bills in a way that a isn't. And that has to do, you know, with, with business model changes, you know, it, that, that happens where I look at, I look at this and think I'm making some money from this and I'm making more money from this. I should do more of this. And, and that, that can be one going up. It could be one going down. It could be one going up and one going down or one going up more slowly and the other one going up more quickly. There are lots of ways to do it. And, and then that just becomes an adjustment. Yeah, I agree with all of that. And, and because you're independent and small, you can make those experiments. You can make those changes. Right. 
very quickly. Uh, another way, the third way I was thinking that, that agility really applies to an, a free agent is on just the day-to-day tool decisions and, you know, the technology and the workflows and the things that make the work get done faster in companies that is always hard to make changes. And uh, just as we record this, I've been doing a lot of work with helpers lately. I'm getting people, I'm hiring people to help me out with various pieces of my businesses. And I've been super agile in the tools that I use for that. I mean, I've, I've tried and given up on tools in the course of a week I feel very sorry for the people that are working with me because they're getting kind of run through this meat grinder as I figure out the right tools. But just even in the first month, it's settled down a lot. And I found some really great tools and it's working. But if I were in the old days in a big firm or a company, you know, saying, okay, we're going to try this tool. Uh, Once you commit to it, you're stuck with it for a long time. Getting people to change is really hard. Yeah. But, but by this, by my small size, I've been able to say, okay, that didn't work. Instead, we're going to do this one. Everybody sign up for an account for this. And, you know, I'm going to start sending you work and, and I'm getting this feedback from the people that are helping me. So they, they say, what, what do they like the best, which is certainly relevant and important. And, and, and from my end, what works with my workflows and, uh, we, we're getting really uh, progress. I suspect we're going to have, we're, we, you know, we're going to make a very much, you know, the, the percentage change we've made so far has been huge, but now we're getting to the point where we're making much smaller refinements to the system and we're settling on tools. And, um, and I feel like the way this has happened is something that could only happen in a very small independent operation. Yeah. And that's the, one of the great benefits of agility is exactly that, that the, Something new. We we live in an era where there are new tools coming around all the time. And if you see something that might work for you, you can just say, let's try it. And I used to try to do that in my old job. And it was hard. And if I was working with like a large group of people outside my own work group, it was impossible. And that gives, you know, that gives you an advantage. If you can take things off a shelf that other people are spending a lot of money to build themselves and you can just take this web app and say, we're integrating this. It integrates with our existing stuff here. Let's try it. Oh, it does work. Let's keep it. Then you have a huge advantage over somebody who made a decision in technology five years ago and they can't change. It'll take them years to change. And that's, you know, that's that's the power of being small and agile. Absolutely. I think all of this just kind of reminds me of a general theme of our show is that when you are an independent worker, you ha- you can't forget that you're also the CEO of that company. Right. It's easy to say, I'm an independent worker. I'm a graphic designer. I do beautiful graphic design. But you have to step back and remember that you're also the CEO. If you just do graphic design work all day and don't think about where the business is going, where is the money being earned, you know, what does the future hold, um, you could you know, you could do beautiful graphic design right out of a job, you know, because it'll sneak up on you if you're not careful. So you've got to stop and be the CEO and be agile and start thinking about this stuff. Not only from the day you start from before you start and continuing on as long as you want to make this work. Yeah. The, in the end you need, your business needs somebody at its head. Who's thinking about what your next project and task and pivot is going to be. And that is you. There's nobody else. But the, the beauty of it is, it's you. There's nobody else. You get to decide. Amen, brother. Yeah. All right. So go be agile. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, and thanks for listening to this episode of Free Agents. Um, here's how you can reach us. Go to facebook.com slash groups slash free agents group. 
and you can join and talk to fellow free agents in there about your experiences. You can tweet at us at freeagentsfm, or you can email us, use the email link at freeagentswebpage, relay.fm slash freeagents. And I think that's it for this fortnight, right, David? That's it. See you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.